Hello, beautiful people. Fabian Pato here from the Functionally Addicted Podcast show. Uh, I'm your host and super excited to be talking to you about a topic today that may seem controversial. And uh, I've had to re-record this episode, which is so annoying. Uh, it was fire and I just realized that it actually wasn't recording my voice properly. So now we are, we're on and I want to talk to you about the fallacy of always being positive and really how how we're all just addicted to avoiding our feelings. Like, you know, this show, Functionally Addicted Podcast, is in and around addictions, the obvious ones and the not so obvious ones. And this one is really, I believe, a silent killer. Now, the intention behind always being positive in life is, is positive, right? It's like, well, of course, like it's, you know, we don't want to live a life where we're constantly sad and upset, right? But some of us find ourselves in that state more often than not. The challenge with remaining positive all the time is that we're ignoring the other side of our experience of life, negative. Like in order for positivity to exist, negativity negativity has to be there. And so I like this saying, which is we can't think our way out of a feeling problem. And so, you know, I don't know about you, but like for me, when I'm experiencing some challenges in my life and I decide to share them with my loved ones or a family member or a friend rings and it's like, hey, Fabian, how are you going? Yeah, all right. Like, you know, I've got this going on. It's a bit hard. Most people have the right intent behind why they're saying this. But, you know, if you're anything like me and you've experienced this, you've had somebody say back to you like, hey, man, like, you know, look at the... Look at all the great things that are going on in your life. Like, you know, you got a roof over your head, you got beautiful family, like, you know, you live in a lucky country, you're in Australia. And it's like, you know, and and all of what they're saying is truth. It's valid. But it doesn't actually make me feel any better in the moment when I've got some pretty significant frustration going on or some really serious challenges. And so uh, you've probably had this too, where you've wanted to vent and then somebody's like, hey, like, you know, check out, like, look at all the good things that are going on in your life. And so their intention is pure, right? The problem is that it doesn't actually really support you in that moment. And so the power of constantly being positive, I believe, is not a, it's not a, it's this false fallacy. Like it's it's not, it doesn't actually work. And here's why. In order to truly move forward in life, we have to be able to acknowledge both sides of our experiences. And so that means at times in our life, we're going to have negative experiences, experiences that are quite frustrating, that are really challenging, that are, that hurt us. And like, you know, so for instance, you might be going through a separation or have, you know, or the last time you went through a separation, your friend goes, hey, don't worry, you know, don't worry, John, like, you know, there's plenty of other fish in the sea or like, you're a great, you're a great girl. Like, you know, you're attractive. You know, there are going to be other men that are going to, you know, find you attractive and they're going to really love you for who you are. The problem is that what we're doing is we're actually, we're not, we're, we're actually bypassing that person's unique experience of, of, of experiencing pain and heartache. And so it's really frustrating because the intention is pure. It's the execution that is not good. And you know, I'll ask the title of this episode, which is we're actually all addicted to, many of us addicted to avoiding our feelings. And so the reason why we see somebody in pain and immediately we'll try to get them out of that pain is because of the discomfort that it has on us, not their own unique experience. It's if somebody's crying in front of you, 
our instantaneous response is to get them out of that state because it feels uncomfortable. There's embarrassment, there's shame, there's guilt. And, you know, sometimes, most of the time, we don't even know how to deal with our own emotions. So when somebody else is expressing their emotions in front of us, we want to shut that shit down. And so saying things like, hey, you know, just pick it, pick yourself up and come on, man, you got to, you know, you can't be negative. Like our view of uh, pain and negativity is actually, our view currently is really bad in society. And so what I'm not suggesting here though, for those that are thinking, well, hang on a minute, is Fabian saying that, you know, it's okay to just be bitching all day and just to be negative, you know, sook all day? No, I'm certainly not saying that um, because, you know, both sides are not good. To be 100% positive all the time is not actually healthy and to be 100% negative all the time is not actually healthy. So what am I saying? Well, we certainly don't want to fake it till we make it. And that means that if you're not really feeling positive about something, something's struggling and you're just trying to think your way out of a feeling problem, and this whole concept of thinking your way out of a feeling problem is like if you're feeling internally some pain, you can't use your brain and override the pain that's in your heart. And that's why that concept of you can't think your way out of a feeling problem doesn't really work. It's the reason why a lot of talk-based therapy uh, doesn't work for many people that have got feeling-based problems, they've got trauma stored in their body. By intellectualizing it and, and, and you know having constant mental masturbation conversations with yourself or with a therapist doesn't actually enable you to progress and integrate the trauma that's stored in your body. We'll talk more about that in another topic. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is at the moment I'm coaching a lot of men who are struggling in their intimate relationships. And so there's marriage breakdowns, there's infidelity, there is poor communication. And a lot of these men are attempting to win their partners back because they've been, you know, kind of not showing up in the relationship. They've been withdrawn. They've been emotionally detached. They've been emotionally unavailable. They've been emotionally insecure. A lot of it is f uh, stemming from attachment wounds. And, you know, I'm going to talk more about those in uh, in other episodes. But one thing that struck me in the, in the last few weeks, I've been doing some pretty uh, intense coaching inside of some containers and it's really just helping men create secure emotional intimate relationships and and healing and helping them heal from attachment wounds but one of the common things that a lot of these men are doing right now and it's not just men all of us do this to an extent is i've just got to remain positive like you know this thing happened that thing happened i've just got to you know i'm just going to keep being positive just going to keep being positive but deep down inside they're hurting and they've got pain but they're trying to intellectualize their pain and go up into their head and override that pain that's in their heart by just saying, I'm just going to remain positive. And the thing is, you can't fake it till you make it. It's the reason why we have such high suicide rates and also why suicide a lot of the times catches us by surprise because it's the person that we didn't really see struggling that's always showing up, that looks always positive, that ends up doing that number. Because why? Well, they're attempting to fit in and pretend and just think, well, I just need to be positive and I'm, I'm not experiencing, I'm feeling negative emotions. That means it's wrong. So they're labeling the negative emotions as wrong. And then they're coming, trying to override it with positive experience and they're not feeling fulfilled and they're not being, they're not able to move through the pain that's inside of them. And then they're like, well, this is too unbearable. I'm not worthy. And they end their life. So what I'm not suggesting again is for us to be 100% negative and go, well, you know, let's, it's always good to just have a good bitch. No, I'm going to talk to you about what I believe is the is the power in positivity, which is the ability to experience both sides of the coin. So if we're addicted to avoiding our feelings, society as a whole, we constantly distract ourselves, we constantly sedate ourselves, we're constantly, you know, um, in our heads, never in our hearts. 
and 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 when it comes to us experience or us experiencing people having a negative experience around us and even our own the people around us will try to pull us out of that state because they're just not used to sitting in that feeling you know being a sales coach as my background i used to see this all the time on sales calls with new guys coming through they were struggling to take the client through the prospect through some pain the moment the prospect would open up and and they would start speaking to some of the pain or there would be tears the immediate response of most sales people was to pull them out of the pain and say things like hey man that's okay dude like you know we've seen heaps of stories like this yours is not that bad or hey um you know like it's okay man we've got you back we're going to help you and so most of us, what this tells me and what this has taught me through all of my trauma work is that most of us are, are not good at sitting in our own yucky feelings and therefore we're not good when we see other people express and experience their own. So there's some power in this. And the reason is that if we can actually get really good at sitting in the discomfort of the negative feelings that we do have because you can't have negative without positive. You can't have positive without negative. It's like light and dark. They they need to coexist. It just means that we need to actually get better at experiencing both sides and not seeing either side as good or bad. It's just seeing them as a necessary part of growth and being human. So um, the key here is, and this is stuff that I teach my clients, is can you just sit in that negative experience? So if you're having your own negative experience where you're feeling down, you've got some heartbreak, there's some, you've got some triggers going on, you're really frustrated, most of us are trying to bypass our own experience. So the moment we start to experience that, we either go and distract ourselves with something else, we go and sedate ourselves with food, alcohol, porn, whatever, um, and, and, you know, or, we, or we, you know, we find ourselves trying to avoid the feeling that we're in. And part of the coaching that I do inside of my community inside the reset experience is talking to my clients about the art of surrendering. And so, you know, that concept is really just getting really, really good at feeling and sitting in the feeling and not trying to jump out of it and noticing when you're trying to jump out of the feeling. So I'll give you an example. Uh, my wife comes home and she's, annoyed at me because it was things that I was meant to clean up in the house and I didn't. And then she says, hey, you know what? You always do that. You always leave a mess. I feel like you do it on purpose. Now, right then I'm being, you know, in some of your minds, you might feel like I'm being attacked. Some of you might think that this is justifiable, but let's just put myself in my shoes right now. I feel like I'm being attacked and I get defensive. And so automatically I'm going to get defensive and because I'm feeling a negative experience, I'm either going to attack her, if that's my trauma response, or I'm going to withdraw completely and retreat. And, you know, usually when we withdraw and we retreat, it's because we've got a, a narrative in our mind that I'm not worthy, or I'm not good enough anyway. And she's just reinforced that by picking up something that I didn't do a good job of. Does that make sense? And so, you know, in that, in that moment, if I'm reactive and fighting fire with fire, well, I'm actually avoiding sitting in that experience and I'm attempting to attack, which is me not sitting in the actual feeling. It's me actually reacting to the feeling and trying to do something about it, which is to try to protect myself. In the other scenario of me withdrawing, that's me actually going away and trying to pull right away from that feeling and withdraw because I'm not good at sitting in that feeling. And so the concept of what I teach around surrender in that scenario is, you know, being able to sit in that moment and go, hmm, okay, 
I'm being called out on something. Is there truth in this? The answer is yes. You know, I didn't do the thing that I said I was going to do. And then now I feel like I'm being attacked because she's picking apart on certain things that have, you know, that I haven't done and ego's being hurt. And uh, and now what do I do? Um, I want to escape the feeling. This feels crap. So I can attack her or I can withdraw um, or, you know, I can be spiteful and pick on things that she hasn't done. And so the concept that I teach is now how do we surrender? Well, it's actually just sitting in that and go, oh, okay, I've just been called out. And can I just be okay with this shitty feeling right now of, you know, a little bit of embarrassment, a little bit of shame, a little bit of guilt? Can I be okay with that? And ultimately, one of the hacks that I teach is, you know, is there truth in this? Yes. Okay. Now, does this behavior define my worth as a man? Like her calling me out, does that mean I'm less worthy of love? No. No. And one of the fastest ways to move through a negative state that I found is to thank in a scenario where something's being pointed out to you and your ego's being heard or you're being called out, is to actually thank the person for pointing that out. And so that's how you can surrender and take full ownership of your feelings in the moment of like, oh, this doesn't feel great, but I'm going to sit in that and I'm just going to go back and say, hey, thank you, darling. Thank you for pointing out. Thank you for pointing that out to me. You're right. I'd actually need to do better and I will do better. The problem is that for most of us in that particular scenario is that we see it as criticism and we get defensive and it creates more friction in our relationship and then, you know, we find ourselves getting further and further apart. Rather than seeing that every time somebody reflects something back to us, an area in which we are underdeveloped or haven't paid that much attention to, um, we can acknowledge them to say, hey, thank you actually for pointing that out because they're gifting us an opportunity in that moment to grow, to become more, to become a better leader. And so um, I know that was a simple example, but let's just talk about a, a more severe example like, you know, um, that, that example of, you know, you know, you having a severe breakup or real bad trouble in your relationship and you vent with a friend and you say, hey, yeah, like, you know, we've got this going on. It's really, really challenging and, um, you know, we're, we're about to split up or, or we have split up, whatever the scenario is. And your friend's like, oh, man, look, don't worry about it. Like, you know, you start getting emotional and your friend's like, hey, look, don't worry about it. You know, you're, you're a great looking person. You've got great qualities. Like there is, you know, there are other people out there that are going to really appreciate you more. Like who here has heard that before? People are like, there's plenty of other fish in the sea. Other people are going to see your worth. And, you know, don't worry about that. Now, the intention is pure. Your friend is attempting to pull you out of that state of you sharing vulnerability because they're not good sitting in their own feelings. Here's a different way we can approach that. Now, if you're on, if you're the friend who's listening to a friend who's opening up about something, and this is part of the reason why most of us won't open up a lot of the times about some of the more serious things that are going on in our life, because we don't get validated, our feelings get ignored, and it just doesn't feel great anymore. So we avoid doing it, uh, which is with which then we internalize it, and then whatever we suppress gets expressed in unhealthy ways. Addictions ramp up, and suicide ramps up. And so, you know, hopefully this conversation today is going to empower you on knowing how to have more powerful, more empowering conversations with people that are experiencing pain and to not bypass their experience with, hey, you got to be positive. Hey, 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 because it's bullshit. So here's the empowering conversation that you can have with your friend when they open up. 
about something that they're struggling with is sit with them in that feeling. Just notice how there's a part of you that's going to want to come up and help remove them from that pain. They're like, hey, you know, I'm really struggling with my relationship. We just broke up and it's really painful and I'm, you know, and all that's happening is catch yourself in that moment of wanting to rescue that person and pull them out of the pain. So firstly, you've got to acknowledge your own stuff in that moment. Secondly, is to allow them to sit with it and validate that. Like, you know, hey, Sarah, like, I hear that this is really hard for you. Oh, wow, that must be really challenging for you. You know, geez, you've got a lot going on right now. Um, that's, it sounds like it's quite overwhelming and really challenging for you. Like, how are you feeling about it? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's really challenging. You'll see they'll, they'll respond back with like, yeah, that's really challenging. It's so hard and I'll cry a little bit more. You know, they'll express whatever emotion has been bottled up for so long. And it's like, yeah, I get, I get that this has been really hard for you. You know, and allow them to sit in it for as long as it takes. One of the best questions that you can ask in a moment where somebody, one of your friends is experiencing a challenge or they're venting is to not to go in to solve it is to, and if you want to know how can you be a supportive friend, a supportive partner in that moment is to just ask them like, hey, you know, thank you for sharing that vulnerability with me. I'm just wondering like, how can I best support you in this moment? How can I best support you in this moment? Such a powerful question when somebody's expressing something and you um, give them the space and the time to sit in that discomfort and then ask them, like, how can I best support you in this moment? Now, some of you might be thinking, well, yeah, but, you know, every they do, I've got a friend that does this all the time and they're just always complaining and they're always complaining. So in a scenario where you find yourself or somebody that, you know, constantly complaining, always in a negative state, um, it means that there's a payoff for them. Like the only reason why somebody stays in the state that they're in is because there's some positive payoff occurring for them. They get to stay in victimhood as an example. They don't achieve their goals because they're afraid of achieving their goals. And so they want to come up with all of these excuses because they're afraid of being successful or achieving their goals. There's usually a positive intent as to why we do a certain behavior. We get attention as an example could be one of them because we've never got our needs met as a kid. And so if you've got somebody that's kind of repeatedly kind of coming up to you with stuff and it's becoming draining, then obviously knowing how to put boundaries up is really important. But a way in which you can start to use the positive framing sides of things is to then, you know, help that person empower themselves with getting themselves out of the mess. So as an example of that, we, you know, somebody brings it up, you know, somebody brings up that repeating thing to you. It's like, hey, you know, Steve, like, can I just share with you something that's coming up for me right now? But yeah, it's like, you know what? I've noticed a lot quite for the last few times that we've caught up, this seems to be constantly bothering you. Like this thing keeps showing up, whatever that thing is. And, you know, I've been listening to you and, you know, trying to support you as best as I can. But I think you need to actually support yourself in this moment. And so given what you've got going on right now, how do you think you can get yourself out of this situation? What are some of the things that you think you need to do for you to help you get out of this situation? And so this is where the power of reframing can be quite powerful for, for people, like reframing a, a negative experience or reframing a situation where there's pain. As an example of that, like, you know, your girlfriend leaving you or your wife leaving you and it's never, it doesn't get repaired and you've moved on but you're still carrying the pain. 
It's like help the person see. It's like, hey, like since that's happened, like what have been some of the benefits that have occurred in your life? Because there always is a simultaneous amount of benefit as there is as a negative experience. The pros and cons, if you will, is help, help them see like, hey, since that's happened, what are some of the good things that have actually occurred in your life? That are, What are some of the good things that have come from it? And try to help them see that. Now, this is a little bit more advanced coaching, but I just thought I'd share with you guys some insights into, you know, how to have conversations around allowing people to sit in their feelings and catch yourself out. Like, I'm not suggesting here that you've got to, you know, share all, all the time you're feeling negative, but give yourself space and permission to be vulnerable to say, hey, you know what? I'm actually having a bit of a tough time at the moment. Don't get stuck in your own pity party where you're just constantly just always negative. Like it's okay to sit in the, you know what, I'm really frustrated at the moment. Uh, this is a really tough situation, but you've got to have your exit strategy out of that. And the exit strategy is to sit in your, you know, sit in your pain for a little bit, but then empower yourself to take responsibility and go, right, this is not a great experience what I'm going through. This is really fucking hard, um, but that's okay because I'm going to persevere and I'm going to use this situation to fuel me out of here. So what are the things that I do have control over? What are the things that I do need to do right now to enable me to move through this phase that I'm in right now? And you start looking for that positive intent, that direction to pull you out of the mess that you're in. So we're not, we don't sit in our pity party and we don't just throw positivity over all of our negative feelings and never sit in the feelings. And the better we get better at feeling our feelings, then the more emotionally available we become, the more emotionally secure we are. And the better we're able to build emotional stability in our relationships. And so if you don't have the depth in your relationships that you're looking for right now, it's likely that you just haven't gone deeper with yourself. And so, you know, if you want to feel more and you want to feel more love with the people around you, it's actually, it's actually experiencing all parts of yourself. And so that's today's episode, guys. I, I hope this has been helpful for you around, you know, the, the power of actually sitting in the bad feeling, if you want to label that, and that all feelings matter. Uh, and the better we can get at allowing people to sit in their unique experience and don't rescue them and don't pull them out and then do that for ourselves as well means that we're going to get better at actually talking about the things that are really hard for us and not feel as though that, oh, you, you know, we're all seeing all this positive stuff on social media that we can only show one side of our lives and let's hide the other part. Like that's not living in authentic alignment. That's actually living a fake life that you can never escape from that you feel like you always have to that you're always trying to escape from and so you know it's like you know embrace the darkness is what i'm saying here guys like embrace it don't bathe in it it's okay to it's okay to kneel down for a moment but don't lie down in it just kneel down in it and it's like it's okay to take a sacred pause and go this is hard actually this is challenging this is super frustrating and sit in that and give yourself permission to feel that and then come out of it and go, right, how can I now reframe this situation and fuel myself to start achieving the things that I actually want to accomplish? And you'll find as well with the friends of yours that are opening up and sharing that the less you try to rescue and the more you just validate their experience, the more likely they are going to work through their own feelings and the less drained you become too around those people. Anyway, 
hopefully you got some value out of this uh, this episode today, guys. I'd love to hear your comments. Uh, send me some messages. Uh, let's stay connected. And once again, uh, thank you for tuning into the Functionally Addicted Podcast Show. I'm your host, Fabian Pateau, and I'll see you on the next episode.